This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Let's go and connect with the um, executive director of the Green Times, eco consultant and coach. We all love Alma Pollard, and here she is. Morning, Alma. Good morning. So great to hear your voice. And it's good to be connecting with you. Uh, Alma, I'm so fascinated by the story. You and I talk about a lot of things on Wednesday mornings, but we've never touched on this. And it's in a time where I've been giving some thought after reading a, uh, this um, um, interesting piece written actually by Louis Giglio uh, talking about uh, the migration of birds. And of course, he brings it in with a spiritual context, but just the ability of birds to know where to go. No one tells them this idea of instinct, of having it internalized in them that they know now based on, and I'm sure you can help us, based on something with a change of temperature or whatever, off they go. And for some birds, going from from the Antarctic all the way to the Arctic to breed and then all the way back again, which is a crazy long distance and no one telling them how to do it. Fascinating uh, uh, conversation around migratory birds. Isn't nature just the most awesome thing, as in full of awe for me? And, you know, that's why I also feel from a spiritual point of view, you cannot learn more about God than learning about nature, because Mm. there is the magic that nobody can possibly explain or really fully understand. You can just be in awe. So let's quickly chat around uh, this story itself, which focuses on World Migrate Bird Day. Yes, so uh, this was, I think, the 8th of October, and it's the first time that we come across this. This is, of course, um, work by the United Nations. And, um, you know, they started creating awareness across the world about the problems for migratory birds with our lights, Hmm. our artificial lights that are on at night. Now, you know, I think I've spoken before how bad it is for human health as well. You know, Hmm. the blue lights at night and how it impacts on your circadian rhythm. And your circadian rhythm controls all your systems in your body, every single one of them. And, of course, major impact on animals, even insects, I've heard, get completely confused with uh, with lights on overnight. Interesting. And, of course, in South Africa, we are quite obsessed with, with lighting up everything at night for kind of security reasons and so on. But cities on the whole in the world, you know that... Um, Worldwide, 80% of the world lives under permanently lit up um, heavens. Mm. So there's always light. It's never dark. 99% in, 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 it's 99% the case in Europe and North America. And then they say also that unnatural light is increasing by 2% per year. So you can imagine how this would impact wildlife. And so they've created this dim the lights at night um, project Mm -hmm. to to create awareness worldwide of how this impacts on on wildlife and and the thousands of deaths it causes in migratory birds every year because it changes their natural patterns of light and dark in in the ecosystem. And these natural patterns are there by design. Hmm. It is supposed to be dark at night. Of course, we are supposed to be sleeping at night and, and, you know, other animals who are not nocturnal animals. And so they get confused and their migratory patterns change and their feeding patterns change and their vocal communication 
start suffering, the predation in, um, increases. Mm. So, you know, there's a lovely little cartoon in the story that you can click on, and it shows this little bird that gets confused in the city from all this, these light, lit-up billboards and buildings all lit up overnight, yes. and then gets lost and then almost gets eaten by a cat. And, you know, uh, you really feel for this animal yes. if you put yourself into the shoes of, of nature, getting confused by our obsession with artificial light, really, you know. So um, I think in the exhaustion that happens because they're flying up and down and all over the place and then... And then um, collisions with buildings and all these things. It's really very sad. So I clicked a bit further into this um, platform and because yeah. I, I was interested in what about um, Africa now yes. and the Africa-Europe migrations because that's what we are part of. And there are three big, um, big categories of birds that are impacted, and that are water birds, predatory birds, and land birds. That's why they categorize them. I've, I've learned now that, that sea turtles get confused. You know, that's amazing. The long-term studies prove a massive reduction in migrations between Africa and Europe because they are exposed to multiple threats, lights being only one of those threats, but also the changing land use and the demographic expansions in Africa and so on. So they've launched this wonderful platform um, where they give a CMS, um, which stands for Cities with Nature City Guide. And, and South Africa is a member of ICLE, which is the local government for sustainability. And Cape Town is one of the pioneers of CMS, Cities with Nature. Mm. And that's also awesome for me to find. It's, if you can look further at citieswithnature.org. And so there they, they give, um, you know, their guidelines and they're going to publish new guidelines at COP23 next year. But basic guidelines I wanted to light up, light, light up here <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, that I found online already. And it starts with um, that we must start with natural darkness. So we must consider our real needs and only light up for specific reasons. You know, often lights are just going. Yeah. And and use adaptive light controls. For example, I believe that all outside lights that people feel are important to have on at night must have a movement sensor. That's what I've got. So when there's no movement, you don't need that light. So you, at the same time now we're sitting with, you know, load checking and all of this. And, you know, these are also, of course, lit up by fossil fuels. So now link all of this with our climate change issue. And your pockets, because power is becoming also more and more expensive. So everything works together if you, if you use light only for when you use it. And then you, and you light up just essential areas. And they say to keep the light low intensity, intensity is near and near the ground, which mm -hmm. helps the birds, of course. Um, you should use darker, non-reflective finishings in the house to prevent um, it, it um, reflecting out into the night sky, which is interesting. I think, well, mostly is close your curtains, you know. Then they talk about use none or very little blue light. Rather use orange, red, or yellow because that is better for nature. And it's interesting because we've spoken about how that's better for humans as well. So we are nature. 
what is bad for nature is going to be bad for us as well. Sometimes we just don't have that information yet. When it comes to the need to change, we're going to be fighting against the status quo because currently, and this is true in almost every conversation you and I have, whichever situation we're in, things are becoming progressively worse. So in order to stop things from getting worse for the birds, i.e. more artificial light all around the world, uh, this needs to be a collective effort. So here we're back again, Alma, saying we all need to do this together Pointless Alma's house is not, lights are only coming on when they need to and they're not reflecting and they're all the right color. Not going to change much. So this, again, is a collective effort, Alma. Yeah, but you know, you are the start of the collective effort. If you do things right in your house, surely sometimes you have visitors. You don't live on an island. Mm -hmm. Everyone who comes there learns from you because at night there's only essential lights burning and, and outside is movement detection and, and I mean even now we're all looking at you know if you want to go off fossil fuels and I have a huge um, WhatsApp group for that um, first thing you do is you half your footprint your usage of energy you don't expect your current energy usage to all go onto renewable energy. There's not enough resources on the planet for that. So you first you start halving, and I've, of course, been working over that uh, on that about 10 years now. But even I can go around you know, before going to bed and go and see where are all the unnecessary unplugs. Mm. We still have a long way to go, right. and each time I make a difference, I teach others, and it spreads. So it starts with you. Absolutely correct. We're grateful that you come and remind us that we all have a responsibility. Everybody listening here, you can't unhear what you've heard this morning from Alma. So let's do what we can to join together because we can do more together than we could ever do as individuals. Alma, always great having you. Thanks so much for this fascinating conversation this morning, that story. And there's a lot more to it with some stunning photographs as well, as usual, on thegreentimes.co.za. You're looking for the story, Migratory Birds Threatened by Light Pollution. Have yourself a beautiful Wednesday, Alma. Awesome. Have a wonderful day. Bye. Bye. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.